Hey guys, it's Scott. I just want to thank you for tuning into the Blue Ridge Church podcast. You know, I hope this is encouraging to you. I hope it's inspiring to you. And I pray most of all, it's going to help you on your faith journey. So enjoy today. Well, good morning. Welcome to Blue Ridge Church. Special welcome to our online campus. Always great to have you guys joining us as well. And listen, if it's your first time joining us, your first time here, we're not going to make you do anything. We're not going to ask you for anything. We're not going to ask you to introduce yourself. We're just glad that you're here. And just to kind of bring you up to speed, we're on a, in a series right now called Shape. And we're looking at how God has shaped us and how God has designed us. Not our physical shape. That's actually an acronym that stands for our spiritual gifts, our heart, our abilities, our personality, and our experiences. And how God gives us all of this stuff, and he expects us to use it to bring him glory, to serve him, and to serve others. And so the first week, we did a high-level overview of each of those letters in shape. And then now each week, we've been taking one or two, and we've been digging down and, and, and looking at them in depth to kind of figure out, okay, what's my purpose? You know, why am I here? What is supposed to be my contribution, and what is it that God wants me to do? So last week, we looked at heart, and if you didn't get a chance to watch that or to listen to that, I want to encourage you to do that because it's a big part of who you are and who God created you to be. And so today is all about abilities, and I want to start off with just a, a passage of Scripture in Ephesians, and if you want to follow along with the notes, you don't have to, but they're on our Church Center app. You can download that to your phone you can scan the QR code in your seat back or online. There's a link that you can follow. But Ephesians 2.10 says this, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So God created you for a purpose. He created me for a purpose. So regardless of what your parents told you, you are not an accident, all right? You can just take that to the bank. You were uniquely created by God, and it's your uniqueness that he wants to use to make a difference in this world. He wants your uniqueness to be used for your purpose in the world, all right? And listen, so God created you for a reason. He created me for a reason. He created every single person for a reason. And until we figure out what that uniqueness is and what God wants us to do, a lot of times, life's not complete, right? Life isn't going to make a lot of sense until we finally figure that out. And so that's why we're doing this, this series. So each of these pieces is going to play a part in helping us all to discover our uniqueness. So when we're talking about abilities, and that's what we're going to dig down into today, a lot of you already have maybe a good understanding of what some of your abilities are. And that's okay, but I think today, after we're done, you're going to have a better understanding. And, and maybe one more precursor, as we go through these, don't just look at them independently, right? You can't just say, okay, I've got this ability, God's given it to me, so that's what I'm going to do in the world, or that's where I'm going to make the biggest impact in the world. You've got to look at the whole shape collectively. Like I said last week, it's not just going to hit you in the head. At the end of the series, you're going to have to look at each one of these things, and then you're going to have to look at them together and ask God, all right, God, show me what my shape is. But 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 6 says this, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. 
There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in all of us. So God gives us gifts. God gives us abilities to do certain things, to do different kinds of service, to help others. So what's an ability? What's an ability? Here's the dictionary definition of an ability. It's possession of the means or skills to do something. It's a talent, a skill, or a proficiency in a particular area. Now, when you hear that definition, you know we all have many different abilities in life. There's things that you can do that I can't do. We're all different. Some of you have athletic ability. Anything you try that requires any kind of skill of an athlete, you can absolutely do it. Some of you, you have intellectual ability. You have ability of knowledge. You, you can carry and retain great amounts of knowledge. Some of you are good mechanically, you know, with trades. You can fix anything. You can build anything. Some of you are artistic. You know, you're creative. You can create different environments. And we'll see in a minute just some examples from Scripture of what different types of abilities are. Uh, but the problem comes in with abilities. It's kind of like spiritual gifts. If you remember when we talked about spiritual gifts, we have a tendency to project our spiritual gift on somebody else and think, well, I've got this spiritual gift. You should have this spiritual gift too. And everybody should be as passionate about your spiritual gift as you are, right? We do the same thing with uh, abilities. We expect people to have the same abilities. And you see this a lot in our culture, and we like to tell people that they can have the same abilities as somebody else, right? Oh, you can be anything you want to be. You ever heard that? You probably said it to your kids, right? You can do anything that you put your mind to do. No, you can't, right? What if we put our mind to doing something that God hasn't given us the ability to do? We're not going to do that well at it. So he's uniquely given each of us different abilities, and he wants us to use them for specific purposes. And so in those areas where God has given you natural talent or ability, guess what? You are going to thrive. You're going to excel at those things because you have the ability to do it. But if we try to do something that we don't have the ability to do, we're just not going to do that well. We may be able to stumble and fumble through it, but we're not going to, you know, excel at it. And I think in our culture, when we force people into a mold, right, into something that they're not skilled to do, they don't have the ability to do, we're going to cause that person frustration. We're going to cause that person some guilt because they can't do that. Or there's going to be subpar performance in their life because, again, they're doing something they don't have the ability to do. You were meant to be you and nobody else, right? Everybody else was taken, You're meant to be you. So let's take a look at some things about our abilities. Learning number one, everyone has abilities that were given to them by God. That's what I want you to walk away with and remember. Every ability you have, and you do have abilities, they were given to you by God. Genesis 2.15, first book of the Bible, the Lord placed the man in the Garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. So he gave us a job. And he gives us the abilities to accomplish our work, what he calls us to do. He gives us responsibility, and he gives us the skills and the abilities to handle those responsibilities. Listen to Exodus 35, 31. Around the time they were building 
the temple, and he has filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom and understanding, with knowledge, and with what? With all kinds of skills. Matthew 25, 15. To one, he gave five bags of gold. To another, two bags. And to another, one bag, each according to what? His ability. Now, let me talk to those of you that are a Christ follower for a minute. And I realize not all of us are Christ followers. Some of you are like, I don't know about this whole God thing. I've got a lot of questions. That's great. Keep asking those questions. But if you are a Christ follower, if you say, yeah, I'm a Christian, we tend to overemphasize whatever spiritual gift we got, right? And we underutilize or underemphasize our abilities. We think the spiritual gifts are more important than our abilities, and they're not. And if you remember two weeks ago, I said, uh, you know, the only difference or the main difference in spiritual gifts and abilities, the S and the A, is when we get them. Every single human being has abilities. Every human being is given abilities by God, whether they like God or not, whether they follow Christ or not, they get abilities. We get spiritual gifts or a gift when we invite Christ into our life. So that's the difference. Spiritual gifts are only for believers. Abilities are for everyone. But for some reason, we don't think abilities are as spiritual as spiritual gifts. But they are because they're given to us by our Heavenly Father. And the reason we need to understand our abilities is because they're an important part of what He wants us to do in this world. So here's just some out of the scripture. And some of these are going to be old abilities. You're going to be like, oh, we don't even use that ability anymore. But these are mentioned in scripture. Athletic ability. We, we alluded to that earlier. Artistic ability. Ability in architecture. Administration. Baking. We like people that have the ability to bake, right? <laughs> Boat making. Debating. Designing. Engraving. Farming. Fishing. Gardening. Leading managing, uh, molding, musical ability, the ability to make tools, to work with their hands, needlework. That's one mentioned in the scripture. Painting, planting, inventing, selling, sewing, teaching, tent making, writing. I mean, the list goes on and on. Hundreds and hundreds of different abilities. And each one of those abilities that God's given us, we can use those to bring glory to God. Everything we do in life, he wants us to bring him glory, especially when it comes to our abilities. 1 Corinthians 10, 31 says this, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And that includes using our abilities. The average person literally has hundreds and hundreds of abilities. And most of us don't even know all the abilities we have. Or we don't even recognize something that we're able to do and we do well is an ability given to us by God. So what we need to do is try to understand deeper what those abilities are so we can truly honor God. You may think, well, wait a minute, what, what I do during the week, how can, I, how can I use that ability to bring honor to God? Listen, if you, let's say you own a legitimate business. And anytime you treat people with respect or you work in a business, you treat people with respect, you treat people with dignity, you treat them fairly, you're bringing honor to God. You're bringing glory to God. When you don't try to make your entire month's profit off of one sale, you're bringing glory 
in honor to God. You provide a legitimate service to someone in need or something that people need. Guess what? You're bringing glory and honor to God. So you can repair a car for the glory of God. You can clean a house for the glory of God. You can manage financial records for the glory of God. You can, you know, ring people up at Lowe's or Home Depot for the glory of God. You can fix a leak. You can pick up trash all for the glory of God. You can even catch a football for the glory of God, unless you're a West Virginia Mountaineer. (laughs) Sorry, just getting ready. You know, we can make money. We can make money for the glory of God. Do you realize it's God that gives us the ability to produce wealth? God gives us the ability to make money. And when we realize that all comes from him, we give a portion of it back to him. It brings honor and glory to God. Anything we do with our abilities can be done for the glory of God. And really, apart from those abilities that God's given us, what could we do? Nothing. Right? We could do nothing without the abilities that God has given us. Now, another thing, though, when he gives us abilities, he expects us to use them. If he gives us the ability to do something, he wants us to do it. So he gives us the ability to do his will. Does that make sense? Look at Hebrews 13, 21. May he equip you with all you need to do his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that is pleasing to him. So if you are good, and you are, at certain things, it's because God wanted you to be good at those certain things. So learning number two, our purposes, here's something else about them, and our abilities will match. They're going to match. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean fulfilling our purpose or even using our abilities sometimes is going to be easy, but they're going to match. Because God's not going to ask us to live out our life in an area where he hasn't given us the ability to do that. Now, I think sometimes, too, in our culture, we buy into this idea that we should be uh, well-balanced, right? We should be well-rounded people. And we encourage people to work on their weaknesses and not to focus on their strength, to make them more well-rounded. And I think that's a trap because those weaknesses were never going to improve but so much, especially if we don't have the ability to do that. And I think if God wanted us to all be well-rounded, guess what? We'd all have the same spiritual gifts, and we learned we don't, and we'd all have the same abilities, and we know that we don't. God does not want us to be better at something he never gave us the ability to do. Let me say that again. God doesn't want us to be better at things he never gave us the ability to do. You know who he wants you to be like? He wants you to be more like you. That's what he created. Something else about our abilities, if we don't use them, we're going to lose them. They can be taken away, right? They can be wasted. Let's go back to a story that I shared one verse with, Matthew 25, 29. To those who use well what they're given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. That's scary. But when God gives us 
a little bit of something and we manage it well, guess what? He's going to trust us with more. If we're faithful with a little bit that God has given us, he knows we're going to be faithful with more and he's going to give us more and greater things. If you don't use something, you're going to lose it. Now, this is a universal principle, right? If you don't use it, you're going to lose it. Think about, think about your muscles. If you don't use your muscles, if you just lay in bed all day, your muscles are going to deteriorate, right? You're not going to get buffed sitting on the couch, drinking beer and eating potato chips all day. Trust me, I tried it in the 80s. It does not work. <laughs> Save yourself the effort. But it's true. If we don't use our muscles, they're going to waste away. If we don't keep our mind sharp, it's potential. It could get dull. If you've got employees that work with you and you're not using those employees to the fullest of their ability to promote the company and to further your business model, you're going to lose those employees. They have to use those God-given abilities. So how do we activate them? How do we activate the abilities that God has given us. Learning number three, we need to do an honest assessment of our abilities. Just do an honest assessment of what abilities you have. It's okay. You know, ask yourself questions like, well, where have I seen the most fruit and the most productivity in my life? Uh, where have I affected people the most for good? What abilities were I, was I using? Assess the things that you're naturally talented in. And as you do that, remember the scripture, Romans 12, 3. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you're better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourself, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given you. And if we were honest today, most of us, have a low view of ourselves. We may cover it up on the outside, but we have a low view of ourselves. Now, sometimes people have way too high a view of themselves, right? You know people like this. You've watched the beginning of American Idol, right? Yeah. Oh, I can sing. No, you can't, right? <laughs> we all know what we're not good at, and that kind of gives us that low view of ourselves. But have you ever stopped and spend any time to discover what it is that you're really good at. Oh, Scott, that'd be, you know, I'd be bragging. That'd be, that'd be kind of prideful. No. The Bible says that's good stewardship because God's given you these things and he expects you to use them. It's good stewardship to do an evaluation. Okay, what abilities do I have and how can I use those to bring glory and honor to God and to help other people. Too many people do nothing with the abilities that God has given them, and they're being wasted. Now, if you're a parent, uh, those of you with kids, our role is to help our kids discover where they're naturally talented, to help our kids to figure out their God-given abilities. And I'll tell you what our tendency is a lot of times our tendency is to push our kids into an area that they don't have the ability to do. Well, I played football, I want my kid to play football. Or I played the trumpet in the band, I want my kid to play the trumpet in the band. But if the kid doesn't have the ability to do that, you know what's going to happen? They're going to be frustrated. 
They're going to be disappointed. They're going to be discouraged, and they're going to see the discouragement on your face because you wanted your kid to be able to do the exact same thing that you did. So instead of pushing them, and sometimes you have to push them to do things. I get that, to see, do they have this ability? We don't even know if they have this ability. And if they don't, it's okay, move them to do something else. But once we discover our own abilities and once we help our kids discover their abilities, then it's our responsibility to develop them. Like those muscles, you got to develop them, you got to use them. And it's a spiritual principle. Think about it. God has made an investment in you. He's made an investment in your life. And guess what he wants from his investment? The same thing that you want when you invest something, right? Do you like investing in your 401k and losing money? No. You want what? You want a return on your investment. That's why you're making an investment, so I can make a little more. I can do a little better. God's the same way. He wants a return on his investment. And these verses about the gold that we looked at earlier, that's a classic example that God wants to return on this investment, right? He gave one servant five bags, one servant two bags, and one servant one bag, the master did. And he said, you know, I want you to invest this. And he comes back after being gone a long time, and the one servant, you know, did really well, and the second servant did really well. And so the master's like, you know, the king's like, you guys have done great, you know, and he, and he rewards them. But the third guy, he didn't do anything with his gold. He hid it and just returned it. You remember what happened? Not only did the king or the master take the gold from that servant and give it to one of the other servants, he also kicked him out. He also threw him out. He did away with him. God wants a return on the investment he's made in each of us. So if you're a builder, be the best builder you can be. If you're a contractor, be the best contractor you can be. If you're a mechanic, be the best mechanic you can be. If you're a student, right, just be the best student you can be. If you're a cook, be the best cook you can be. Ecclesiastes 10.10 says, Using a dull axe requires great strength, so sharpen the blade. Who says there's not humor in the Bible? That's the value of wisdom. It helps you succeed. So wisdom, along with our abilities, is going to help us to succeed in life. Now, notice that verse doesn't say that dedication will bring success. Commitment will bring success. Swinging that axe as hard as you can is not going to bring success. The truth is there's a lot of people, maybe some of us, we're really dedicated to something, but we're not that great at it because God didn't give us the ability to do that. So we simply need to focus on those skills and those abilities and those natural talents that God has already given us and grow those and work on those. Proverbs 19.8, those who get wisdom do themselves a favor and those who love learning will succeed. Again, we put that wisdom we receive with the abilities that we receive, and we're going to gain success. Here's something else we should do with our abilities once we discover them. Learning number four, we should frequently give our abilities away to others. Romans 12.1, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice 
the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. So our abilities, again, they can be used selfishly or they could be used unselfishly. We can be a living example of God when we serve others with the abilities that he's given us. Our abilities are a key part of who we are. Think about it like this. If God's given you the gift of planning, you could plan a wedding, you could plan a charity event, or you could plan a robbery, right? They can be used selfishly or they can be used unselfishly. If you've been given the gift of influence, influencing others, you could encourage others, you could strengthen others, you could build others up, or you could manipulate people, right? We can use them for good or bad. And God wants us to offer our entire lives as a living sacrifice to him. That means doing everything that he desires for us to do. And he wants us to use those abilities for good. 1 Peter 4.10 says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. We know this goes for spiritual gifts, but it also goes for abilities. We should use them to help each other. And listen, you, you're, you're not, you don't follow God. You, st- you say, yeah, I'm an atheist, an agnostic. I still got too many questions. I get that. But you still have abilities from God, right? And whether you follow God or not, you can use your abilities to serve other people. Can you imagine how much better our world would be if everybody, regardless of where they were on the spiritual spectrum, the spiritual journey, they used their abilities to serve other people? And if you're a Christian, have you noticed God is always calling us in the scripture to give things away? He wants us to give away part of our money and give away part of our time and give away part of our talent. Why does God do that? Why is he always asking us to give things away? Because it takes the focus off of us, right? It keeps us from being greedy, keeps us from being prideful, keeps us from being too independent of God, and it keeps us dependent on him. See, maturity especially for a Christian, is when we're able to say, hey, I am what I am only because of God. When we can say everything we have is an ability that comes from God. Something else about abilities, uh, our abilities, regardless of what others told you about themselves, not everybody is good at everything. All right, there's just certain things you're going to be good at that other people aren't going to be good at, and there's certain things other people are going to be good at that you're not good at. And if we're a follower of Christ, God expects us to use our abilities not just to help others, but to build up the body of Christ, right? To to help people to find and follow Christ. There's there's a myth that people have, well, I can't use the abilities that I have during the week on Sunday to serve God and to, to help reach others. Nothing could be further from the truth. Every single week, at least at this church, hundreds of volunteers use their abilities, They use their abilities to set up, to tear down, to clean, to give, to work with our kids, to work with our youth. People are using their abilities right now to work the sound and the lights and to show the videos when we have videos. The band uses their abilities to lead us in worship, right? People use their abilities to serve those donuts. You're going to get your third one on the way out, 
today, right? And to make the coffee. There's somebody who has the ability to set all these. I think we have 20 some programmable thermostats in the building. And I think he sets them to frigid on Sunday. That's, that's, that's one of the choices, you know, 68, 67, frigid. All right, that's the one I'm going to pick, right? We can all use the abilities God's given us to serve him and to serve others and to create an environment where people can learn about Christ and how Christ can change their life. As a matter of fact, uh, some folks here at the church put together a video of some of the people in our kids' ministry, and I want you to watch that, and then I'll finish this up. All right, I got some questions. Are y'all listening? Who, who can help us do everything? All right. And who does Jesus want us to love? He wants us to love everybody. All our friends, our neighbors. Can you do that today? So who does Jesus want us to love? Everybody. Okay. You think it's going to be high if I'm scared? That's pretty smart of you. Even if I didn't serve um, with Blue Ridge Kids, as a mom, I would want my kids to leave here knowing that at the end of the day, regardless of what kind of day they've had or if they feel like there's no one else with them, that they're always going to have that relationship with God in their corner to fall back on. My name is Anna Street, and I currently serve in the five-year-olds, but I've also had a lot of time in the three-year-old classroom as well. And I've been serving at Blue Ridge for about two and a half years now since we moved to the area. Oh, he doesn't have any food. What do you think he needs for food? What do sharks eat? People? No, they don't. What brings me the most joy in what I do on Sunday mornings is a couple of things. The first is when the kids recognize you and can call you by name. Um, to me, that means that you're memorable and you're making an impact in their life. Um, and then I love the questions they ask about Jesus and God and, and what we're teaching them. And um, a lot of times I end up learning from them as well as them learning from me. What? Have you seen Finding Nemo? What? Have you seen Finding Nemo? Yeah. Fish all friends, not food. Kids are great reminders of renewal and everything being new each Sunday so regardless of the week that I've had and what I'm going through and no matter how hard I'm being on myself they're happy they're glad to be here and so they they are that constant reminder of like starting over and a fresh start each week and each Sunday. My name is Melanie I work in the four and five year old room and I've been serving for three years. There you go good job you need some help with that? I think you got way too much. Coloring with the kids is so fun because they are so creative with all the different colors they choose. And while we're coloring, we're able to have conversations and learn about each other, make new friends at the coloring table, and is also a great place for new kids to meet the others when they're shy. I really want them to want to be here and to have a great time while they're here. I think I just want them to have fun, you know, so that I created a fun environment for them, a safe environment for them to be themselves. I think I like to be in the background and, and let them figure out how to be their own, find their own confidence in the room. 
it really comes down to the heart and I just really had a passion for serving and I love kids so I thought the four and five year old room would be a great fit for me. There's a lot like this age group there is a lot of learning about social interaction at this age and some of them go to school now and some don't and so they're you know sort of mixed up together and helping them figure out how they fit in but still being their own unique selves. You know, if we're talented in an area or naturally gifted in an area and we're only using that to earn a paycheck during the week, then we're missing the biggest reason that God gave us our abilities. And so he wants us to use those to build his body, the body of Christ. So just like those kids, workers and volunteers, every Sunday they create an environment where kids can learn about Christ and how Christ can change their life. That's what we are doing here. That's what every volunteer that serves on Sunday does. We're just creating an environment where people can go at their own pace and they can learn whether they have a relationship with Christ or not. They can learn how Christ can change their life and then they can grow in that relationship with Christ. So it's to our advantage to figure out what our abilities are. So I'm going to encourage you this week, do an honest assessment. What are the natural talents and abilities that I have? And how can I use those to bring honor and glory to God? And how can I use those to help others and to serve others? Let's pray together. God, thank you again for this, this church, this place, Blue Ridge Church. Lord, this is your church. And thank you so much for the people who give sacrificially each week of everything they have to make this place possible. We commit to you, Lord, we're going to use our abilities to serve others. And we just ask that you continue to serve, uh, continue to send people here that we can serve. Lord, thank you for these people that are here today. Just the fact they took time out of their day and their lives to, to be with us. Lord, we do pray uh, locally for the accident that was on 460 this morning. And we pray for anybody that was involved with that. We pray for um, the law enforcement and, and the medical personnel pray for those families. We lift them up to you, even though we don't know the details, Lord. Help us to go this week and focus on you and bring an honor and glory to you in everything that we do. In Christ's name, amen. Just a couple real quick things. So at the exit doors, there's going to be a couple volunteers standing there, and they've got some cards that we made up, just ways to serve at Blue Ridge and how to access to sign up to serve. And on the back, it's got different ways you can serve and if that's something, I just want you to take that home and look at it, you know, and if you want to get involved, you can. And I will tell you, this isn't like your school or it's not like maybe another organization. We ask you to serve and only serve one area, right? Most organizations, you start serving like, all right, we got one. 
right? And now we need you to do this, and we need you to do this, we need you to do this. We need you to be on this committee and that committee. We don't do that. We just ask you to serve, find a place that fits your entire shape, and get involved. And the beauty is you can serve whenever you want. You can serve once a week. You can serve every other week. You can serve once a month. You can serve once a quarter. You can serve twice a year. It's up to you. It's all electronic. It's all scheduled. You can decline. You can accept. But there's no greater joy than knowing you had a part in helping someone else to discover who Christ is and Christ change their life. So they'll give you that on the way out. Today, right after this service, we're going to have our partnership class in here. So if you signed up, you know, there'll be food in the back and just grab a seat and you can eat as we're talking. If you didn't sign up for that and you still want to come, you're more than welcome to come. It's a little bit about the style, structure, and strategy of the church, why we do the things that we do. I'm a firm believer, before you get too actively involved in a church, you ought to know a little bit about what the church is about. The other thing I want to let you know about is we have a missions group here at Blue Ridge Church, and they are planning a domestic um, trip to New York sometime this fall. If you'd like more information on that or you just want to sign up and get information on mission trips in the future, you can do that. You're not committing yourself to anything. Um, You're just committing, hey, I want to get the information about it. Uh, We looked at an international trip. International travel right now is a disaster. I don't know if you keep up with the news, but they are going to partner with Young Life and do a uh, project up in New York in the fall. So if that's something that interests you and that's your abilities, I encourage you to sign up for that group. And then finally, our outdoor baptism is August the 14th in child dedication. That's at Bissett Park from 5 to 7. We'll have a food truck. We'll have ice cream. Uh, But if you've never been water baptized and you've invited Christ into your life and that's something that you would like to do, I would be honored to be a part of that with you. Or if you're ready to dedicate your children, which simply means the church is committing to helping you and you're committed to helping your children to raise them in a Christ-centered home so that hopefully someday they grow up and they invite Christ into their life. I hope you have a terrific Sunday afternoon. Stay cool and come back and see us. God bless you guys.